Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another brand new episode. Today's feature singer-songwriter, Banna Lee. Had a great time getting to meet her and learn a little bit more of her story. She's a young, talented singer-songwriter coming up in St. Louis area, and she's getting ready to release her debut EP on August 5th. Give you a little preview, a little uh, acoustic sneak peek of what we did. We did some live songs to hold you over until we get the EP ready, but uh, yeah, get involved with Vanna Lee and keep an eye out on uh, more upcoming shows and go see her live. I have also our friends Matt Rudolph and Steve Bauer sitting in on this one as they've been working with her, uh, accompanying her on her gigs and had a lot of fun with this one and hope you enjoy it. I do want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri, serving up all your craft beer needs. Over 25 rotating taps out there, all kinds of tasty beverages and delicious eats. You got burgers and nachos and flatbread pizzas and salads and um, things like that. Uh, And then they do great weekly specials like Taco Tuesday. Uh, You got your uh, fried chicken sandwich on Wednesday. And and then on uh, Thursdays, they kick off their weekend. They got a Singo Bingo night up there on Thursday nights. Um, And then Friday, August 4th, you can catch Mickey Scott at uh, Friendship Brewing Company, 6 to 9. You can, on Saturday, August 5th, catch Steve Kyle, 7 to 10. And Lauren Hoffman on Sunday, 1 to 4. And then you've been hearing me talk all about it, but uh, they just had the big grand opening, uh, Friendship Brewing Fly High, the Flint Hill location. And this weekend, they'll have August 4th, Friday night, Cold Blue Steel out there. And my buddies, the Breakdowns, head out there on Saturday, August 5th, 7 o'clock. Again, that's at uh, Friendship Brewing Fly High. And uh, you can find all this information and more at their website, friendshipbrewingcompany.com. Get plugged in with them on Facebook and Instagram for more info. And come out and have a great time at Friendship Brewing Company. If you need anything else from me, feel free to reach out uh, at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And with that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode with Vanna Lee. Um, the podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. This is Vanna Lee and you're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats is the shame covers nonstop, never know what new kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. Double-decker fudge round roll 
live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero. He's your bestie. Rock, paper, podcast with Shane Presley. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out today with Vanna Lee. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, being here. This is super cool. Uh, And uh, uh, joining us are a couple uh, of old favorites, uh, returning guests, Steve Bauer and Matt Rudolph. Good to see you, Shane. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this is uh this is cool, man. I'm always uh love hanging out with some buddies and catching up and and uh, you guys uh, introduced me to Vanna just a bit ago, and I'm super excited to uh, learn a little bit more uh, about Vanna's story and music. And uh, we've already been having a great time hanging out today, but uh, that's this is really the the gist of why I love this show and why I continue to do the show is to discover and uh, meet new artists coming up in our city and getting to share their story and songs. And, and uh, so, so thank you for sharing with us today. Uh, but uh, I don't know really much about you at all. I know you've been playing with these guys uh, around town a little bit lately yeah. and uh, I've been, I've been seeing that online, but as far as uh, where this all started, I guess let's kind of go back to a little bit to the beginning. Like uh do you, uh, you, St. Louis always been home for you or? Um, I'm actually from Illinois. Okay. I live in Belleville, which is, sure, you know, like 15, 20 minutes from St. Louis. Yeah. Um, I took my first guitar lesson on my fifth birthday and I just have never stopped. Yeah. And I think I played out for the first time. Like I did a open mic when I was seven or eight. Wow. So, and then ever since then I didn't stop. What'd you do? Would you, uh. Do you remember what you played that night? or? Oh, gosh, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. It probably wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, American Honey by Lady Antebellum. Uh, or they're not called that anymore. Lady, Lady A. A. Yeah. Yeah, that I've played that song. Every time I've had my own solo gigs, like that's the first song I play every yeah. time. Uh, that's, uh, I don't know. It's pretty remarkable. Like I can't imagine... Um, trying to do anything like that at seven years old. And like, I mean, I feel like sometimes maybe, uh, you, you're just like fearless enough sometimes as a kid, like you don't even like, I don't know. I just feel like some kids have it like where they're like, they don't even think about it. But then like later on, maybe then the right. fears of, uh, stage fright comes in and stuff. But well, I don't know. Do you have any of that? And it's like, it that didn't, um, at first, no, I don't get nervous. Yeah. I don't get nervous before I sing. I never have. I just don't. I just, it's such a natural feeling for yeah. me. I get more nervous just going out in public than I do singing in front of however many people, honestly. So um, from when I played out the first time and like on, I never really put myself out there much though because, you know, I was in a private school mm-hmm. and it just wasn't a good experience. I didn't have any good uh, feedback on my music for sure. Hmm. That's all I'm going to say on that. But it just was not a good experience. I didn't post anything. And when I did, it didn't end well. So I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, it's fine. 
Uh, but it's still like that's not uh, uncommon. I don't. Oh I mean, not, yeah. Like uh, especially for young girls, uh, <laughs> you know, like there's uh, there's already uh, a ton of pressure by society to fit an image or size or and all these different things, and then for somebody to tell you that your music's not good either or whatever they said, you know. But yeah. like you know, it's just like uh, I don't understand why, especially teenage girls can be very hateful about so much stuff and, or, and boys too, boys are just as bad, but I work in the school system. So I see it all too. And I try to, uh, you know, uh, stop those moments if I see anything yeah. or if I hear that kind of talk around the you know lunchroom or whatever, I'm like, Hey, we don't talk like that around, you know, it's like, it's just, uh, it's, you know, I don't know. I don't understand it. But so I'm, I hate to hear that. And I just think about at least, you know, you've overcome. Oh, yeah. We're here today. But there's others that they let that get to them. And they're like, they put their what, you know, they don't share their gift with people because of that, because of other people, what they said and stuff. So uh, so I'm thankful that uh, that you got to the point where you're able to share with us today. So I've always said in regards to any situation where I've been like bullied or whatever, because it's it happens to everybody, honestly. And I went to a you know a small Catholic school. I was with the same people for my whole first ten years of my life. So I've always said I'm glad it was me and not someone else because I knew I could handle it, and someone else might have not been able to. Right. So I'm glad it was me because I I cared then, but I knew I wouldn't care at some point. And that just kept me going. And now I'm getting to do all this super cool stuff. I met Steve and Matt in January. And we just kind of, I sat in with them and then I never stopped showing up. I just kind of started bombarding their gigs. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so you, uh, were you, you continued to write uh, through all this and stuff, even though you weren't necessarily playing out, uh, but you were. Yeah writing a lot in your bedroom, I guess, or something like that. Like that. Yes. So um, that song, Butterflies, the I think it was the first one I did. I wrote that when I was 13. Yeah. I was deeply in love at 13, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. But... Um, Skies were gray, so now I will paint them blue for you, for you. Now there's just one question I've been wanting to ask you. But give me a second so I can get the courage to. Get these butterflies when I see your face there in my heart And they can't seem to go away But now here's the question I've been needing to ask you Do you get those stupid little butterflies in your heart
Has it been blue? You also said it's all because of you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It took so long to get it through my head, and I hid my face because it turned the brightest Butterflies when I see a face there in my heart and they can't seem to go away But now I know the answer to the question I've been asking you You get those stupid little butterflies in your heart Get those stupid little butterflies in your heart too Yeah, I I've always I've always kept writing. I have 20,000 notebooks full of words and chords and everything you could think of. So, and I never stop. All day that's all that runs through my head. Yeah. So you said you picked up guitar early uh, and then the songwriting come along. So the you had enough knowledge and uh, know how to like compose uh, what butterflies or like as far as the co- guitar chords and everything, you wrote the song all together as a whole? Um, I wrote the lyrics, yeah. the chords. Yes, I kind of just come up with chord progressions sure. that sound good in my head and I guess they work. I guess they're perfect to me at least. But um, I brought my songs to Steve and Matt because we practice usually like once a week. We try to get together and practice, you know, new songs to do when we play out or now, obviously, we've been doing originals and they just kind of take them and spruce them up and give them some more life. There's some pros. They know how to do that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's very cool. I'm glad that uh, that you linked up with these guys and they're helping... uh, kind of guide you along a little bit uh this uh so this is all like a a new friendship uh you said in uh, january but how how did uh, you all end up coming in contact together we have a mutual friend jason slade who i've known for a long time and he sent me a message back in january and said that vanna was really looking to sing with somebody and ask if we could let her come up and sing sure absolutely i think it's funny she brought her laptop with like all the songs she knew. So it started on one of your duo gigs? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Maggie O'Brien's. Yeah. And I was going through like all the songs she knew. And I'm like, well, we know that one, that one, that one, that one. Oh, we'll be fine. And she said, she's like, I'm really nervous. I'm like, you don't get to be nervous. I was like, that I was just the met one you time too. I've like, I don't know what's going to happen here. <laughs> she goes, you're right. You're right. I'm not nervous. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, she did great. And I was like, you're welcome to come anytime you want. And yeah, it's been mm-hmm. going from there. And then all of a sudden now we're playing at the Lincoln Theater. <laughs> it's like, we should probably write originals. And yeah. So what, uh, like, were you uh, having to learn a little bit more uh, 
Taylor Swift songs or different. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't. I can't yeah, imagine you guys first playing time a lot of those. I've played one. <laughs> yeah. So now we've got two Swifties on our hands. Yeah. Uh, hey, I love it. It's like I'll learn anything. I just, it just I, makes me a better guitar player. That's when I was, you know, started listening to what you guys were doing. I was just like the very different, I think, than what you guys normally would put together right. as your set list. So, uh, <laughs> but. You We're know. still throwing some of that in too. Sure. She's been kind of learning some of that stuff. Yeah, yes. but I just, uh, you know, uh, I just think it's cool like that you guys are, you know, it doesn't take you very long to learn these songs, obviously, uh, you know, picking up on them and, you know, learning them on the fly even probably, uh, kind of learning quickly. Right. So. Uh, and lately, me and Matt have been challenging ourselves to learn songs that like you wouldn't expect you could try to pull off with two acoustic guitars yeah. you know like uh what's the one we just did my life yeah my oh life by i love Joy. when matt sings that that's song that's a pretty intense song to play on acoustic guitar yeah but uh yeah different things like that we just learned uh the crash test dummy song it's called mm-hmm. oh yeah. Yeah. yeah we actually i wanted to do it as a joke because i thought i just thought it'd be funny you don't hear people do it and then when we sat down to learn it, it's actually not very yeah. easy to play. And now it's kind of like a, a like a challenge. It's yeah. also incredibly depressing. Right. Uh, yeah. right. The <laughs> lyrics in that song yeah. are rough, man. You got to make sure you stick yeah. that in the right spot of the show. Yeah. yeah. I, it's like <laughs> surrounded by happiness. It's one of my one of my favorite things to like to pick up on pop music that you when you realize like they put a twi- you know poppy twist on a lot of these songs, but if you look at the lyrics so many of them are coded in like very dark, right? You know, that's uh, why I love Taylor Swift. Yeah, I mean, like most of them are just really sad, like, but they sing them in a positive way. <laughs> right. like, uh, I mean, that one's not as a great example of that, but it's also like, you know, they're just it's a it's, it's bizarre, yeah, yeah, it's it's a bizarre tune, and like, that's the 90s. There was yeah, a lot of bizarre yeah. songs in the 90s, yeah. like, oh, but why is this a hit? I don't know, who knows, but <laughs> it's fun to sing, so yeah, but the uh, way that whenever we're learning those songs like that, the way my brain works, I tune all of the lyrics out yeah. and I'm just thinking chord to chord. Right. You know, and but, meanwhile, I'm thinking, man, it's a good thing. I went to grad school for this. Otherwise it just take me like three times as long. <laughs> <laughs> so you spent all that money so you could learn the crash test dummies. Exactly. That's, that's exactly right. So thanks Dave black. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Dave. I do listen to a, a ton of nineties on nine in the car. And that's one of my favorites to, sing along to just because like that is a funny voice to me that the yeah. there was this girl I was, uh, actually it's kind of funny that you said it i was watching yeah. an interview after we were learning that i was watching an interview on him and he was saying that that was just his voice yeah and he really wanted to sing and like you were talking man about you know people making fun of your music or whatever people he said made fun of him for that right. and he just thought that well i guess i can't pursue this because i just don't have this great voice and right. then he said he heard somebody else singing that way and was like whoa like that is a thing that people do and that gave him the confidence to like start singing like yeah. that which is pretty cool and made it work for him for yeah. sure yeah he made uh, a couple dollars yeah <laughs> uh well uh you mentioned uh we got a big show coming up and uh you will be taking the stage at uh the lincoln theater in belleville illinois uh with uh crystal gale yep which is uh super exciting i know <laughs> and uh this is uh i haven't been personally but i've seen some video and pictures of of lincoln theater and it's a beautiful space and it is. Uh, yeah. um i don't know a lot of the history of that room or anything but it looks like they've recently done a lot of work to remodeling and stuff and got it back in 
Um, so it was a really nice uh, and but uh, what's that like uh, getting the call that you're going to open up for Crystal Gale? Well, it's actually so my brother's drum teacher, Garrett, he told my mom, oh, we have some country acts coming to the Lincoln and we need openers. Like, can I send? That's how it went, right? Like he asked if he could send some videos to it's her management. And they listened. Originally, I was supposed to do 20 minutes Mm -hmm. or whoever was going to be opening was going to do 20 minutes. Well, she listened to them herself and I get to do 40 now. Nice. And so that's really, really cool. Uh, Garrett told me that I was dropping my brother off at his drum lesson and I went in to like thank him for giving me this or like helping me get this opportunity. And he told me that he got a call and he was like, normally that's not good. So I was scared, but. And then he explained that to me, and I was like, oh, my God. Very cool. Uh, and um, you said, like, that kind of put things in motion for wanting to really hone in on these originals, yeah. right? Yeah. I got, a, I got a text message from him, and just I've been doing this a long time, and the way the text message was worded, I called her, and I was like, I think this is being billed as you. Like, I think – you know, and she, she was like, what do you mean? I'm like, just the wording of the text just sounds like you are going to be the person opening. And it was a few hours later, they had thrown it up on the website, and it was Crystal Gale, a special guest, Vanna Lee. And I call her back, and I go, told you so. We better start writing originals because we can't get up there and do a bunch of covers for 40 minutes. So that's and then I was started. like, I have originals. <laughs> All right. It's a good thing, too, because I know for sure I don't. And right. I don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me let me get one of these twenty thousand notebooks, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what's been so much fun because she's just been bringing them over, and yeah. like she said earlier, you know, here's here's what I kind of have. And I just that's uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to speak for you guys. I'm not a musician, so I've never been there. Never, but I just like I feel like that's got to be one of the coolest moments to, you know, find. Uh, somebody with a catalog of songs already that's like hey let's well, let's try this and like figure out how to arrange these songs and build them up and and especially taking into a studio to where you guys can have unlimited toys to play with you know right. like to add some keys add some horns whatever you, you know all the different you can possibilities are endless you know it's like uh, uh so well when we go to the studio i i don't see that as unlimited toys to play with i'm yeah. thinking don't touch anything yeah, right, other than yeah. what i'm supposed to <laughs> yeah, sure. we actually yeah. uh we were playing at the what's that place called the when frank was there oh oh uh, the barbecue saloon yeah. the barbecue in, saloon in central west End. we were playing there it was a private event private event in quotes semi-private semi-private yeah. and Steve's he's your cousin right mm-hmm. Steve's cousin Frank Bauer was there and Legend. he was playing yeah. the saxophone and I was you know singing one of my original songs and he came in on the saxophone and I was like oh my <laughs> god I love it and he goes we were like oh we're recording tomorrow we we're just kind of talking about it. he said I can be there tomorrow and I was like yes you will <laughs> and so he's actually on two of my songs yeah. and I think that's the oh, cool. coolest thing yeah. ever that's so cool makes it just 10 cool, times more beautiful. Uh, add to that, the cool thing about that whole thing is the next morning he texted me at like 7 in the morning. He's like, can you talk? And I was like, uh-oh. You know, what's that? This was the morning after the studio Morning after session. the studio, yeah. yeah. And he was just like, he goes, I was just floored by how prepared you guys were. 
in that studio. He goes, the more I watched you guys just go in there and you knew exactly what you wanted and how to get there. I, 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 he's Frank's been in the studio right. 10 times yeah, no to call me and tell me that. Right. I was like, well, thank you because we've been working really hard yeah. for like the last month to get, you know, time is money. We didn't want to get in there and waste Paul's time. Shout yeah. out to Paul Niehaus. Blue Lose. Yeah. You yes. guys are recording at Blue Lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paul's a great friend of the show. He's, uh, uh, He's head, great to work yeah, with. Yeah, he's had me in uh, the studio several times for some of the projects he's part of. And, yeah. um, he so makes it, things very, very he's easy. He's so kind, yeah. too. Yeah, very cool. And so understanding. Yeah. I, like, I don't know. I can just, I kind of was, you know, I'm very picky about what I like, what I want. I'll say what I want. And he understood everything I was saying. He made it happen. And I'm very grateful for that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, if you are looking to record, hit up uh, Paul Niehaus at Blue Lotus. Yes. Uh, well, let's talk about another one of your originals that uh, may be appearing on one of those this upcoming r- record and, yep. and everything. But uh, we did a song called "A uh, Hundred Million Reasons," right? Yep. And this is this one that might make that or oh yes yeah. mm-hmm. yes right. we just actually recorded that yesterday yesterday last night. Yeah. oh last my gosh night. that feels like so long ago <laughs> <laughs> it was just last night, <laughs> last night. <laughs> let's talk about this tune is there is there any day in between <laughs> is there anything in particular writing this uh, these lyrics or recording or anything that comes to mind when you think about this particular track um I just kind of was sitting there and I was just like ah. Oh. You know, I just kind of had some ideas. Yeah. I like, I'm very inspired by Taylor Swift. Like very inspired. It's not even, it's not even like, oh, I'm just a crazy fan. I've always looked up to her and just how she doesn't care what people say. She just does Mm -hmm. what she wants. And I love her breakup songs. I love her love songs. They're beautiful to me. And I wanted to write, you know, something like that. Yeah. So. Do you, uh, no, like this. So do you draw from uh you said you said something that about the butterflies being like in love at 13 and yeah and <laughs> but like is this do you feel like you draw from personal place for this song or is this like or is more of a fictional story that you you uh how do you feel about that like is are do these just kind of come to you these lyrics yeah it just kind of came yeah to me. i uh i think this song is kind of it's an it's got an intense feeling to me. I, do, I mean, so I tell you honestly, like when the first time you played, I mean, I just heard it just a couple minutes ago when we played, and for me, like I was surprised. I think to hear like this coming from you, like um, not that I don't know what to expect, but just <laughs> like I'm, I'm very mature lyrics, uh, yes. and like I feel like. This could be a wedding song or something like, Thank you. you know, this could be somebody's first dance or, you know, something like that. And, and especially as you talked about, uh, possibly played it on keys uh, before piano and stuff. Yeah. Like so I imagine something like that, like a, a p- piano arrangement uh, and somebody, I don't know, that's where my mind starts going. Yeah. Like yeah. That's actually how she brought it to us yeah. when uh, she said that she had another idea for a song. And she said, well, I don't know how it's going to transfer over to guitar. <laughs> all right watch this steve, steve and i were just like yeah. really <laughs> yeah she's like what I said, am I start playing it and right she did her thing and i was like here's what i'm hearing and she goes that's it that's exactly what i want all right cool then that's what we'll do
walking the other day The snow fell in my face And oh my god, it was so cold I found you at the right time You turned the snow into sunshine And oh my god, I'm falling for you You asked me the little things What you're signing when's your birthday And I was holding on to hope Hoping you'd be mine and everything will be fine And shortly my dreams came true Every little thing you do makes me fall in love with you More and more every single day Ever since I met you the skies have been so blue I see every color now instead of gray you change the way I look at life I swear to God you can read my mind Cause you always know exactly what to say So thank you for giving me A hundred million reasons to Send me pictures of the sky You're the brightest star in the night You light up a room like the sun I love you with all my heart I'll never break you apart And I'll probably write you a million songs Songs about how we met Or how you never let me forget How pretty you think I looked that day You've been hurt and disregarded I'll build you up, I'll try my hardest I'll show you love that you never felt Every little thing you do Makes me fall in love with you More and more every single day Ever since I met you The skies have been so blue I see every color now instead of gray Change the way I look at life I swear to God you can read my mind Cause you always know exactly what to say So thank you for giving me A hundred million reasons to stay Thank you for giving me a hundred million reasons to stay. I'm really enjoying this song a lot, and hopefully we'll have a nice uh, studio recording coming soon uh, that people can add to their favorite playlist and share around and everything else. Uh, but uh, you can find um, all the upcoming info uh, on your Banali Music on Facebook and Instagram if you want to get plugged in socially and uh, tell her what you think of these songs. And again, uh, I love feedback. Yeah, love it. And uh, and if you uh, and hopefully we'll see it uh, at the Lincoln Theater. Yep. Uh, that evening also. So grab your tickets to come see Banali and the guys live and uh so and where do people find those tickets uh they're on lincoln theater live on facebook i also have it shared probably 400 <laughs> times on my facebook so you can find sure. it on there too and i'll hyperlink everything in the description of this show so uh cool. i'll make it all real easy for you so 
but yeah, uh, <clears throat> let's talk about uh, one more. This is um, Annie Marie. Yes. And this, uh, you were saying, written for a friend of yours, right? Yeah, my best friend. Nice. Shout she, out, Annie. Yeah, shout out if to that, Annie Marie. <laughs> yeah. um, I met her last year, and I don't know. She's just my type of person. We're like we're like soulmates, but a best friend way. Yeah. Like we just we think we're both very mature in our thoughts and our feelings. I I believe in the like you know the kindred spirits as friends. Like you know yeah. Like I've met people like you you feel like they've been there. You're, they should have been there your whole life, even though yep. you just you just met them. Like you're like like we're we're best we're best friends now. You know it's like yeah. And I mean every word I wrote in that song was so true. Like everything everything she's beautiful inside and out and i love her and she was just dealing with a lot of stuff like you know end of the school year stress and some other personal things that i'm not gonna share but you know she just really needed someone to tell her those things and i was like all right well i'll do it on this lovely whatever night it was probably a tuesday or something (laughs) and i just you know wrote that real quick yeah well that's beautiful i'm i'm it sounds like uh, you're a great friend, and that's uh, I I believe in all that stuff too. I tell my friends I love them all the time. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I want people to know what they mean to me while they're here, yeah. instead of uh, you know thinking about it when the, if the time that they're when they're not. So yeah, uh, I agree. My brightest colors to represent the love that you bring. Just walking in, it's like a rainbow always shining through your skin. It's like a rainbow always shining through your skin. Your blue eyes shimmer brighter than the Atlantic Sea, but your heart is warmer than the sun. I truly admire the way you aspire to see the good in everyone. You're like a sunset that doesn't rush, and for you it shines so brightly to represent the love that you bring. Just walking in, it's like a rainbow always shining through your skin. It's like a rainbow always shining through your skin. Honey, I know sometimes your world is dark and gray, but you will be okay. All your rain clouds will float away. I'll be your rainbow leading you to better days You're like the stars that shine above How they shimmer so excitedly to Represent the love that you 
brain just walking in it's like a rainbow always shining through your skin it's like a rainbow always shining through your skin it's like a rainbow always shining through your skin but yeah this is uh, another great song and this is this uh is this a newer one is it yeah like uh yeah it might be pretty recent yeah i wrote this probably i showed you two like a like couple days after three, i think that we got done wasn't it yeah, yeah. it was the third one mm-hmm. that we i wrote it probably two months ago right yeah around that yeah so. i just uh i just i don't know like <clears throat> it's fun for me like to think about like you know just some of that sometimes some of these songs like take a while some of them just kind of come very quick and organic and just like all of a sudden it's it's all the pieces are there and it's like um but i just find it cool that people are are very um prolific that way and whether you know writing song after song and some people take some you know a year or more or whatever to you know kind of come up with a new song and you know whatever it might be but uh What's that? Uh, the band Tool. Oh, it takes yeah. them like ten years to come All up right. with a record, and you listen to it. And it's so disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> I write very, very fast um, butterflies that probably took me twenty minutes to write, and then all the rest same. I just it all comes to me very quickly. I write it all down super fast. I mess around with the words if they don't fit, mm-hmm. and then. I usually just come up with a, a chord progression that follows my words because right. my words, I want to mean everything I'm saying. And I want to get my point across with whatever the song's about. So you mo- do you write more like if you feel like just like kind of free flow, like you write all, write the words out and then you said you compose it to the, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, uh, again, I, I wrote a little bit like <clears throat> uh, high school, Stuff and kind of I wrote some poetry a little bit and stuff. Uh, I wrote more uh, creative, uh, creatively with like school paper and stuff like that. I mm. and I wrote like uh, I started this show even started with writing album reviews type of type of things. Oh, that's cool. Um, and then I kind of realized I'm not a great writer. I'd rather let the music speak for itself. So that's kind of where transitioned and more into the audio format where I'd, I'd rather instead of me saying, "Hey, you should check out these tracks." Uh, I'll just show you these tracks. And so that's cool. Yeah. So, um, but I, I just admire songwriters. It's something I've, something I've been wrong to. I'm more, I've definitely been more of a lyric guy. That's always, you know, it's something I really connect to and storytelling to go with it all. And, uh, it's just something that really speaks to me. So, uh, so I'm glad that, uh, that you found a natural knack to, do this like that. I don't know. Just especially at a young age, um, you know. I feel like sometimes people have to live a little life to have something to write about. And oh, that, I've lived a long seventeen yeah, years. That's what I'm like you're already <laughs> seven. You know, seventeen. You're already writing all these songs already. So it's it's very impressive. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I'm, I'm really excited to hear what uh, you know what continues to come from all this, and especially as uh, as you start working with these guys and what what songs. Uh, What's up? You know, what's next on this record and everything else that you guys are working on? So it's been a. I'm not a good writer, songwriter. I'm, but <laughs> getting it off the ground, I'm terrible at. But if you you come at me with 
something. Yeah. I usually have, I feel like, pretty decent ideas of, you know, hey, you guys have this, great ideas. Do this and change this chord to this chord or whatever. So that's been fun for me. Like I said, I'd just coming over and just being like, here, here's the song or an idea I have. And, you know, just, oh, let's tweak this and move this here and move that there. And then all of a sudden, we're like, that's a great song. Yeah. So that's been fun for me. I know we did only <clears throat> one vocal uh, on these performances, but do you guys talk about doing any harmonies or any of that kind of stuff come up yet? Um, it's, in my world, this has all happened so fast. Right. <laughs> like, I did, like once we figured out we were doing the Crystal Gale thing and started writing the original, that's pretty much all I've been thinking about yeah. is trying to figure out how that's all going to work and the yeah. studio and all that. So who knows? I just feel like that could be, you know, to be another cool layer to add to it. And yeah, just absolutely. Like, Maybe add other instruments. Right. Yeah. Um, Choreography. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dance moves. Get the ZZ top. The <laughs> right. guitar is going. And, <laughs> That's one, yeah. man. That's gonna. That's one of the best guitar tricks when they uh, the attach to the belt and they spin them and <laughs> it just looks cool. Man, that's such a great trick. Uh, yeah, this was all just spare the moment thing. Yeah, so, everything's moving knows. very, very, very fast, very fast for me in a good way. Right. In a in a yeah. in the best possible way. I mean, I never thought. Like looking back to a year ago, I would never see myself doing this yeah i mean i've always wanted to do music I like you wanted to do it i but. wanted to do it but i just you know i held myself back i was i wasn't shy but i was i don't know i was just scared so what was you said you guys met in january and you came out to the gig and everything but what was what was like that first step to get to that point before the gig and stuff like what was you know, uh what like where did that change happen you think like that where you like Okay, I'm not scared anymore. I want to like you actually were pretty pursue. scared that first night. <laughs> that's okay. That's the funniest part. Is it? I I really believe I got the message from Jason about you know sitting in right. with them for a couple songs, and I it was January, like beginning of January. I don't know if it was exactly January first. I think it was. I think it well, was, it was Jan probably a couple weeks in. I think. Oh really? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, really. it was pretty soon into January, and I remember I was like. I'm going to be a new version of myself this year. I was new, like, New Year, New Me. New Year, New Me, and I'm going to mean it. And I almost said no, which is the craziest part. Like in my head, I was like, Oh, I'm nervous. Like I haven't sang in a while. Obviously, I not anything against them, but it was just a me thing. I I was a little scared, and I was like, You know what? I'm just going to do it. What's the worst that can happen? And now here we are. So I'm really, really, really grateful I said yes. So put it out there and the universe delivered, huh? Yep. That's cool. That's, uh, that, was, that was kind of my attitude when yeah. Brian Curran asked me in 2004 to come right. out and sit in with him. I was like, you know, if I fall on my face, I never have to show myself at the oyster <laughs> bar again. Nobody won't remember it a year from now. And then that turned into shoot. I still play there every Saturday. Yeah. Well, shout out so. to uh, Broadway Oyster Bar, which Absolutely. you... Uh, we're just on the stage uh, the other night, right? Yeah, she sat yeah. in with the all roostered up for a little all bit. All roostered up. How cool is that? That's a, a, I, that's one of my absolute favorite places. Uh, and Me too. It's always a good time, and especially at a roostered up show. Um, but uh, which, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I went that's to. That's where I met you, right? 
Pro- probably. probably. Uh, I, yeah. I, That's where Shane met a lot. Of I people. mean, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was the door guy there for about five years. So I met all sorts yeah, of people. That, there, okay. Yeah. Yep. That's, um, that's how we met. But, uh, whether you wanted to or yeah, not. <laughs> right. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I got to, uh, I hosted a birthday party there for the podcast in, it was the anniversary, uh, right? It was fifth, 16. Uh, it was the second birthday show okay. I did over there with uh, that this particular story. Um, and uh, my friends, uh, Brother Lee and the Leather Jackals, play the show. And they have a song called uh, um, uh, Boredom Leads to the Bottle. And they it's like this big like sing-along hook. And, and they invited me up to sing along with them and do like group gang vocals on it. And, uh, like, so that was my first time performing on the stage kind of thing, you know? <laughs> so I was like, but it was very, uh, cool moment. And I'm grateful that I had friends that pulled me up out of this, you know, like getting me up, they come out here and play. And, uh, so like, and I don't, you know, that's not even what I do, but like, I was grateful for the opportunity and I got to, you know, stand on the stage, uh, one of my favorite venues and a memory you'll never forget. Yeah, for sure. I have pictures to prove it. So, uh, <laughs> if anyone wants back, check me. Uh, but, uh, also the second part of that story is I did another birthday show in, uh, 19 and, um, I had, uh, uh, Amanda fish, mm. Tony Campanella oh. and, and odds lane played my birthday show. And, uh, which was already a ton of fun, but uh, Ali Venable played at Old Rock House that night across the street, and we hit her up and we're like, "Hey, when you're, when you're done with your gig, come party with us. We're going late." And uh, she crashed the party, and she showed up. And I don't know if you know much about her, but I have a shirt of hers of hers yeah yeah jason slade he's the one who connected all of us he i guess he went to watch her or something and he got me a shirt and i'm i believe her record right did he give me those Mm. at the same time or was it two separate people i can't remember she she jumped up on stage and shredded with tony and it was like i'm like i don't know how i made this happen for my birthday party but this is this is amazing one of the highlights of my life and uh it was uh, an incredible evening and i was uh, i was like i'm i'm so glad i've become friends with so many talented people that uh you know getting to getting to do cool stuff like this so that was a a really a fun night so and all thanks to the broadway oyster bar so yeah that's that's the first time i played with steve was at the oyster bar too yeah was that an all roostered up too, or that was a solo? That was solo. me doing solo. Game. Yeah, that was solo. Yeah, I had just gotten done with. I put on a concert um, for my undergraduate degree at Webster, and I invited Steve to it because we worked at. Well, I taught at the music store that he worked at, and actually, we we both work there now. Shout out to Music Go Round. Yeah. Um. So I invited him to the show, and afterwards he approached me and said, "Holy shit." I knew you could play, but I didn't know you could play like that. Come sit in with me anytime you want. And so I took him up on it and never looked back. Yeah. Yeah, man. That that started the routine of Tuesday nights hanging out till they close at three and then usually going and staying up till about five. All right. You know, like you do. At least I would. I was, you know, in college at the time. I had my own apartment and I would just 
sit outside and drink whiskey until the sun came up. And then I was like, I should probably go to bed one before all these other people start going to work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I used to work, uh, uh, I worked my day job. Uh, and then I would go and work overnight at, uh, this gas station and, um, and then, so I was always up late anyway, but then even on my nights when I didn't work at the gas station, I still stayed up until like 6 a.m. And like, uh, and that was like always my cue to go to bed was I, when I would like lay down and I would start uh, watching Saved by the Bell reruns. And I'm like, <laughs> I should probably go to bed now. So it was pretty, <laughs> it's time to call it a night. It's coming to this. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyway, it was, uh, it was always on TBS at nine, at, uh, that, you know, six o'clock in the morning, so. I forgot about TBS. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Vanna, you mentioned uh, early on, again, playing guitar. And uh, I just recently saw online um, a, a gift you were given. Uh, yes. Uh, a really special guitar. And uh, I thought it'd be maybe fun to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So um, the artist that painted it, her name's Vest. Is it Vesna? That's how you say it, right? I feel like I always say it wrong. <laughs> Vesna, she has a gallery at in Chesterfield at the old mall, and her work is just beautiful. I saw this painting that she did when I walked in. It was like sunset and flowers, totally my vibe. And I was like, I need that in my house when I'm older. But then I walked back. It was a surprise from Jason. He commissioned her to paint it for me and just kind of told her my, you know, I like colors and butterflies and rainbows and unicorns and whatever and she took it and just kind of created that and it was beautiful it reminds me of like a magical forest or something and i yeah. think it's so cool yeah very unique i, I don't know that i've ever really seen anything quite mm -hmm. like uh that and uh i was it's very pretty uh, and the guitar is amazing sounding too i got to play it they they played at maggie o'brien's one night and i was obviously there uh <laughs> bombarding their gig <laughs> i took over the whole thing <laughs> oops but um no they let me play my guitar a little bit towards the end and i played fearless by taylor swift i love that song and it just sounded beautiful i was listening back to the video and the guitar is just so good sounding i doesn't ring it doesn't do anything wrong I love it. It's a Martin, right? That's because it's a Martin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, shout out to. I don't know uh, what that means. Uh, CF Martin. That's the brand of the guitar. Yeah. Oh. It's good. Is that like the fancy ones that I don't like to touch? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. one of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to Jason. He sounds like a great friend to have if uh, he's hooking you up with uh, these guys and Martin guitars. And we call him Uncle Jason yeah. now. Well, you do. Yeah. Me and Steve don't. <laughs> we do. I, I am now. I am. That would be a little weird. Yeah. He's used to it. I'm, I'm, coming, I'm coming over, Uncle Jason. Uh, I met I met uh, Jason through my cousin, Frank. Nice. He used to hang yeah. around with uh, Alvin Jett and Fat Noise. So I've known Jason for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, uh, it's it's cool to have, again, like, you know, I feel like it's kind of been the theme of this, but it's fun to have those friends in your life that uh, believe in you and uh, want the best for you and putting you in uh, great situations to shine and uh, achieve greatness. Uh, so that's, you know, 
can't go wrong with that. It's good to have those people in your life like that. So it's definitely cool for me because I didn't have like the obviously I had my family. My family has always supported me. No matter like whatever I wanted to do, I have them to back me up on it. So now it's always been my music. And even though not everybody believed in me and not everybody liked what I was doing or, you know, whatever it may have been, they've always been there. Like my mom, my grandma, my dad, everybody, everybody. So it's cool to have a new perspective that Mm -hmm. not everybody's like that and that other people have belief in me, like especially Steve and Matt and Jason and everyone, I guess, that I've Tony Campanella, that yeah. was an honor. Yeah, that dude rules. I got to sing with him one time at Parkside Grill. And I didn't, I mean, I obviously had heard of him. Obviously, I've heard of him. But I didn't know to what extent, like, he's known. I didn't know how no, known he was. Jones and so I was just kind of. Joe Meyer was on drums, right? Yeah. And Joe see. Meyer was on the drums. Yeah. And I got to, I just, you know, I was going about it singing, singing my heart out, having fun. And then. <laughs> You know, Jason sends me a picture, says no pressure. And it's uh, Tony on like the blues billboard thing. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) And it was cool because he like Tony was so supportive and he told me I was great. And it was great to hear that from someone who is so well known to it made it made me feel like, okay, like Mm. I've got it. It should be noted that Joe Meyer is no slouch either. Right. Oh, I was no. going to say, you no. I, can, I can send you a video of Joe Meyer on Good Morning America if yeah. you'd like, <laughs> playing drums. Yeah. And he, he came into music around a couple days after that, and yeah. we were talking to him about <laughs> the fact that you got to sit, and he just goes, she's good, man. Yeah. And like, that's... <laughs> he was very pretty, nice, pretty too. Solid and Nick. There. <laughs> Nick. Uh. Is it Calico? Yeah. Nick Calico? Calico. Calico. Yeah. I've always said his name wrong, I guess. Oops. I think that's right. I mean, I might have said it wrong. But I'm pretty sure that's right. So. He got me connected and he reached out. I think Jason connected me to him saying, oh, you can sit in whatever. And it was cool. It was just cool to meet all those people because I didn't know, like, I'm not very involved in the live music world. I wasn't before because I've. I'm 17. Like, I, I don't <laughs> I know. Say, I'm not, not hanging out at all the bars. Yeah, I don't that. hang out at all the bars. The only ones all are right. where, they're, right. where they are at. So, um, I don't know. It was cool to, like, realize who I was around afterwards. And I'm glad I didn't know before because I would have probably been really nervous. I think that's, like... You know, it's, yeah, it's, I I know who these people are. Obviously, you know, yeah, it's like like I knew who they were, but it's like, but at the same time, I don't treat them any differently. I treat them no. like these are my friends. You know, it's like, yes, they are rock stars, but I I treat them just like any other person, and I think that's uh, they wouldn't want you to like no, you know, like you know, whatever fan, yeah, no. fanning out over them and stuff. I don't think they, if it was yeah. Taylor Swift, I might do that. All right, <laughs> but, but these uh, that's different. I just think that's uh. Uh, I feel, you know, like the only reason I've ever been in some of these rooms that I have I have been in is because I I treat them like just people, like you know these, just one of the guys kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. that's like I feel like that's a key to it all. Like, uh, but that's I mean I don't know maybe maybe not, but it's that's even how <laughs> I felt with them too because right. I've heard about them before, 
Like, I heard about you guys a long time ago. Honestly. Just from, like, Mimi, my grandma. She's always was telling me about, like, bands, and she brought you guys up, and I don't know. So it it was still, like, a big shock to me that I was getting to sing with them. Mimi didn't say anything about me, though. Huh? <laughs> I said Mimi didn't say anything about me, though. No. <laughs> Maybe, maybe after this, maybe, right. maybe she after. she will. <laughs> oh, she will. She's an avid Facebook poster. Hi, Mimi. Hi, Mimi. I love you. Uh, I'm just teasing. But um, now now I'm around them so much. We're like this. We're best friends for sure. But I still had the same like nerves with them as I did with anybody else. But I definitely keep it on the low. Yeah. I thought you just said you didn't get nervous. You just. I do a little bit. Not when I'm singing. That's different. When Once I am like up there in that zone, I'm like, all right, here all right, we go. Here we go. Not before either, though. Well, you mentioned uh, Maggie O'Brien's and some of the bar gigs and playing these cover songs uh, for the crowd. And uh, we did do a cover song today. And you mentioned uh, being a bit of a super fan. And uh, we did a song by uh, somebody you may have heard of named Taylor Swift. <laughs> and this song is called Our Song. And I thought it was fun that you kind of went old school a little bit, you know, for, for Taylor catalog. This is uh, early days of her career. Yeah. And uh, this is a fun, somewhat fun one I've been singing along to for, for many years now. Yeah. And uh, it's a great tune. And I think you, uh, it uh, allowed you to shine vocally. It's a fun, it's a more, uh, it's got a lot of personality to it. It's a little more upbeat mm-hmm. and um, you get to kind of show that side of your personality i think and uh so i hopefully uh people enjoy your take on this song and uh this is our song i was riding shotgun with my hair undone in the front seat of his car he's got a one hand bill on the steering wheel the other on my I look around, turn the radio down He says, baby, is something wrong? I say nothing, I was just thinking How we don't have a song And he says, our song is a slam screen door Sneaking out late, tapping on your window When we're on the phone and you talk real slow Cause it's late and your mama don't know Our song is the way you laugh The first statement, I didn't kiss him and I should have steps after everything that day had gone all wrong i've been trampled on and lost and thrown away got to the hallway well on my way to my loving bed i almost didn't notice all the roses and a note that says our song is a slamming screen door sneaking out late tapping on your window when we're on the phone and you talk real slow because it's late and you're Mama don't know our song. 
than just being a Taylor fan or is this do you resonate more to this one and then other ones or I know you said doing fearless also uh I really her album her debut album it's self-titled it's just called Taylor Swift I guess but everybody calls it debut I just love it because she was young I can't remember was she like 15 14 13 that range when she released it and did all that and that's crazy. I know I'm 17. I'm not 15 and 13 and 14 anymore, but I'm still young. And so it's cool that I'm getting to do that. And I'm very inspired. Like, it's just a very positive, like that whole album. It's just all like, you know, mm-hmm. teenagers, like happy teenager stuff. And I want to get to do that. And, you know, later on in her career, she gets more in depth and she gets more emotional and more real Mm -hmm. like brutally honest i guess in her lyrics and that's kind of what i want to do not to copy her or anything my my whole thing is i want to inspire young girls like she did for me sure and i see my little sister she's five years old and i see some of like the people that are going to be her influencers and her pop stars and i'm very disappointed Cause there's just some really bad influences and like kids are growing up so, so fast. And like, I even see that with my little sister, she's five years old and like, I don't know. I'm having a, I'm having like a big sister crisis, I guess, (laughs) but I just want, I want like little girls and just little kids in general to know that like it's, you can be positive. You can just be a kid. Right. That's the whole point of this. Like, EP album situation I'm doing like it's all just kind of you know positive about my family about my friends little love songs butterflies rainbows all those things I just like I want I want to be that for young kids that's my goal nice very cool well said thank you I think uh I agree I think uh you know I think we all could use uh, a little more positive and a little more, you know, influences like that. Like I said, these people to look up to. It is, uh, it is, it is rough. You know, this it's tough to see the way some of it's, you know, in our media and social media and everything else. Like, is there's a there's a lot of not so great stuff out there, Mm -mm. Um, but. I think it is what you make it. I mean, I, I feel like I, I do, again, kind of going back to some of the, what we started with, uh, but I feel like it is kind of tough when you see so many of that and, like, people you want, you know, like, 
what girl, what young girls especially like try to do to to fit into us you know these this what is society tells them to do kind of thing or what yeah. they feel like you know they need to be um you know and it's just uh it's not right stuff no. like that um so yeah uh, hopefully they hopefully you will be that uh example for her and for other young girls coming up and i just feel like that's the 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 best thing about me I, when i see uh when i go out to concerts and i see um you know parents bring young ones and like uh you know appropriate shows uh when it when the time's right but like i was at a jj gray show one night and i remember this this comes to mind because like uh it was a young kid on dad's shoulders and and i think they may have met um backstage or something before you know meet and greet type of thing but but still made a point to address this uh little kid and reached out and gave him a pick and stuff and like and it was just like a such a cool moment and i'm like i'm thinking about like what the the ripple effect that that moment could have on this kid's life like you know continuing to if they were interested in music wanted to pursue it and be like yeah yeah this time that i met jj gray and all this stuff you know like these things like that like i think are it's just uh the what one moment of positivity or being nice to somebody along that was having a bad day or whatever what you can what the positive just putting that positivity out there and what it can change uh somebody's life even so i uh i really believe in all that so I think uh, I think it's cool what you're doing. So thank you. Um, so keep it up. It's been fun watching, you know, watching her get more confident. And, yeah, and I can't wait for you to to see things like that. Like you know, understand what music can do. Like what he's saying about yeah, helping other people in that. You know, like I've been doing it for a long time, and I could tell you a million stories of cool stuff sure. that's happened, and you know, friendships that were made, and right. So, yeah. well, I mean, I think we covered a lot of it already, even just talking about our friends and talking about Oyster Bar and what it means. Right. Like, you know, there, music's the reason we're all together. Yeah. You know, it's the reason we've all in this room together. We even, you know, we've met because of it. And so it's, uh, I agree. There's, you know, music's pretty cool, I think. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sometimes we're uh, sitting there cool. playing yeah. a show and you look out and you're like, well, that person is talking to that person because both of them came here to see this. Right. Otherwise, they would never know each other. But I yeah, think it was like super friends, you know. I think this is the coolest thing ever. When we were playing at Maggie O'Brien's the other night, my friend Annie Marie herself, she brought her grandma. And my grandma, my Mimi, was there. Her grandma and my Mimi knew each other and they like hugged each other and ran up to each other like they've, like they, are bestest of best friends and they haven't seen each other in forever. And I just thought it was so cool that like I brought them together yeah. again, yeah. you know, so and they got they, to reconnect. And they didn't know that you guys were friends <laughs> no. and that they knew each other. No. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. That's cool. And I, I thought that was super cool. Just like everything's connected. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the world is smaller than we think it is. Like it's, yeah, I know there's a lot of people out there, but we are all connected. We were that. just talking about that earlier, me and my mom. Mm. Well, speaking of mom, let's play one more. I got you played with this one and uh, dedicated to her, and yes. it's called Mother's Day. And um, I don't know, it, it was uh, this is personal to me. Uh, I lost my mother in 2019, and she was my best friend. So. Uh, Seeing you two together and seeing you sing the song uh, about what she means to you, like 
It's very, very cool. And, uh, I, uh, I think about that a lot, like in my own story that I would love to, um, to do something like that, to write, you know, what my mom means to me and make it a song format, you know, like music was a big part of our lives. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, we, we went, she took me to my first concert. We, you know, we go to a lot of shows together and especially, uh, you know, later as she retired and stuff, we started going to all kinds of shows together and oyster bar shows and things like, but, uh, so anyway, all that to be said, like, it was really cool to see you highlight and show appreciation for mom. So, uh, thank you, mom. Thank you, mom. Yep.
Is this one that is going to be on that recording too? Yeah. yeah. This one's got a cool story in my opinion. Yeah. So this one, I was going out of town. We have a, we have a lake house and my mom was like, I was having really bad writer's block and I was like trying to push out songs and I was kind of, you know, writing a little bit, but it was all just like, it didn't mean anything. Because we were trying to get stuff for the album. Yes. So. Yes. So we could be prepared for Crystal Gale, you know, and my mom was like, you just need a change of scenery. You just need a change of scenery. And I was kind of like, all right. And I went. Well, I, I had to ask you if you were going to play with us that weekend. Yeah. And you said your mom was making you go uh-huh. to the lake because she thought your writer's block was getting in the way. And if you went to the lake, maybe something would happen. And you. And something from- did happen. This song was created. I went out. I literally got there and I think I was there for an hour. And I went on the back porch and I started writing it and I was like, oh my gosh. And then I explained the first little part of lyrics to my mom, but she didn't know what it was about to go into about her, you know? And she was like, oh, you should, you should say something about mocking birds and like them mocking you. Cause that, that did happen. That did happen. And I was like, okay. So I like to say that she co-wrote it with me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just, she gets what, like ninety percent of the royalties on that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> from it's from true. My, me and Matt's side of things, we were playing Saturday night, and we took a break. And I grabbed my phone, and I had a text message from her saying, "Song number five done." And I was like, "Whoa!" So the lake really did happen, and yeah. it really helped. And she's like, "I don't think we're gonna have to do anything to this one," and we didn't. Like, she brought it over and played it, and it was like. Yeah, let's let's. The lake let's is a it. magical place. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, as far as what I saw from it. How did mom respond when you first played it? Um, I think we were like fighting all day. Actually, when I wrote that, it was a whole thing. But we were. You just- did tell me you said mom was driving me nuts, but instead <laughs> of writing a song about how she was driving me nuts, I thought I'd, I'd write a song about you know she is really cool. And- yeah, yeah. We do. And then we're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then we talk about it and we fix it. Yeah. And it's fine. Quickly. Quickly, Yeah. But um, I I was sitting on the back porch and her and my dad went on a little boat ride, like a night boat ride. She came back and I had finished, I think, the whole thing. Almost. It probably would have been because you texted yeah, me at it was, like nine o'clock or something. Like yep, that. it was the whole thing, and I tried to play it for her, and I was hysterically crying trying to make it through. And she was like, "Just go. If you're gonna play this out, you gotta make it through this time, and you'll be fine." And I was like, "Okay." And I was like, "Sink it down into the water." <laughs> it was just, it was really emotional because in the chorus, um, I was like um, talking about. You didn't care if I was acting crazy because sometimes like I've I've been through a lot of like mental health issues. I'm very open about that, too. Like eating issues, mental health, all that crazy stuff. And she has done everything to make sure I got the help I needed, even if she didn't understand. Because like the whole, you know, eating disorder thing with teenagers, it's such a big thing right now like huge and 
you know, when she was younger, that wasn't really a thing. Like you just went on with your day and now girls are trying to be this big and it's just so confusing. Mm -hmm. And I was frustrated, but she tried to understand. And that's the same with my mental health issues and whatever else it may have been. And then um, there's the one part about when I couldn't leave my room. Like there's literally been times where I could not leave my room. Like I was just in such a bad mindset that I didn't want to get out of bed. And she pushed me to get out of bed and pushed me to keep going and pushed me to not like just give up. I don't know. Yeah. And it. So everything in that song is. Based on a true story. Yeah. Yeah. Everything in all my songs is based on a true story. Yeah, I felt it. I, yeah. I, 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 you can tell what's real. You know, it's like you can feel it. So. Yeah. Um. Well, very cool. I mean, um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I think it seems like you are well on your way to the on the right path. Uh, you got uh, a great support system around you. Uh, Definitely. From mom and Steve and Matt and Jason and everybody else we've talked. And Amy. even even my friends yeah. now, like I have amazing friends now supporting yeah. me, especially Annie Marie. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's just. I don't know. Everything's changed so fast for me and I'm just in such a good place and I'm grateful for everybody that I've met along the way. Yeah. That's all I can really say on that. Well, I'm, uh, I'm ex super excited to see you continue to do great things and, uh, and we're going <clears> to <throat> kind of kickstart it all, uh, September 2nd in Lincoln theater. That's when things yeah. get real. Yeah. <laughs> that's when it gets real. <laughs> Still hasn't hit. <laughs> that's gonna, that's gonna be, uh, the big kickoff party to all this. Uh, so come out and, uh, hopefully, uh, maybe we'll get some people singing along to some of these originals if they've heard awesome. them on here and, uh, and you can, um, you can get, uh, plugged in again, uh, Vanalee on Vanalee Music on Facebook and Instagram for yep. more info and, uh, keep an eye out, uh, debut release, uh, sometime soon. We'll, yep. we'll get to you some more info when we got it, but sometime before September. Yeah. Sometime before September. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the album called? You just told me today. Butterflies. There it is. Nice. Well, I'm, uh, I'm, I can't wait to hear it. So thank you. So thank you for spending some time with us. Big thanks again to Mark for oh, having yeah. us out. This is, uh, Absolutely. so cool. So, uh, and, uh, but thank you all for listening and I will see you all soon. Thanks. Bye Shane. everybody. Thank Appreciate you, Shane. It. Thank you. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out today at Il Buco. It's Il Buco, that's oh, yeah. right, yeah. on the hill. With uh, Mark Fernandez, all right, all right, yeah. we just met, so I, uh, was try I'm trying to make sure I pronounce it correct, I wanted to, we, we just met, uh, thanks to my friends here, uh, Steve and Matt and Vanna, and uh, we're down here hanging out in your basement uh which is the the beautiful space so thank you for having us over thank you yeah i still it's still funny to me i do i call it a basement still even though we have concerts down right. here uh but it's much uh, more than a basement yeah yeah so well so the name funny il buco came from a naming contest we had in fact we did a concert here and we passed out pieces of paper 
and somebody simply Googled the word for a cavity because they knew <laughs> I'm a dentist and I see their kids. So uh, that's how the name got started and it stuck and it seemed to fit. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm very jealous uh, or uh, envious uh, of what you got going on because it's definitely a goal of mine, uh, a long-term goal to have my own you know space like this, my, my kind of uh, you know, man cave type of uh, situation to have the have the like a recording studio space for what I do with the podcast. But also, I love uh, the idea of house concerts, which is what you are you're doing down here. Um, and just like having uh, a room that I can or, you know, a space where I can uh, display some of my uh, records and all the other memorabilia I've collected over the years. And uh, so this is like, uh, really cool to see what you're doing and kind of a maybe start working uh, some of the, you know, get the deep gears turning a little bit for what I want to do with my own space someday. But uh, yeah, it's been great. I, it's came from a, a dream or a goal that I had to have a space to enjoy music and, uh, and more so to have a space that's shared. Yeah, I could call it my space, but it sounds better if I say it's a shared uh, space right. uh, to be able to host musicians, host friends who are musicians mm -hmm. and uh be able to use it to showcase new musicians and to showcase them to people uh, in the Hill, uh, in this community and, and, uh, and in St. Louis. So the goals are really are to teach people to support the arts yeah. and to build community here on the Hill at the same time. So it's been uh, it's been a great few years. We've had some great artists have come by. Some have been on national tours. I have a Grammy nominated artist that's passed through here a couple of times and uh yeah, I couldn't be more happy with how it's turned out. And how long have you been doing this then? I moved here to the Hill five years ago. Ironically, this house was owned by a former musician, if I could say his name on the podcast, Frankie Muriel yeah. with Dr. Vegas. At the time, the the basement was a, a raw space. He had intentions to put in a stage eventually, he said. So, Frankie, if you're listening, uh, when I moved in, <laughs> I, I told him, if I build a space, will you play here? He said yes, so I'm going to hold him to it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, before that, were you just, uh, just a music fan? Like, it so yeah, I grew up as a music fan and, uh, a hobbyist musician of sorts. Yeah. And, uh, so I want, I knew I wanted to come to, uh, move to the city and I specifically wanted to find a place that would have enough space available to be able to, to do this. Yeah. So how long, uh, when you set the goal to, to, you know, build this space, how long you think it, the build out took you? Yeah, I moved, well, it's actually closer to six years ago. Uh, and within about a, a couple of years, uh, planned it out. It took about uh, eight, 10 months to, to build it out and finished it uh, just in time for New Year's of 2020. I had my nieces perform to inaugurate the stage and have a concert there. And then we all know what happened shortly after right. that. So we did have a couple of shows before COVID. But uh, since then, we started back up, and uh, and it's been going great. We have a upcoming show coming in July, July fifteenth. Javier Mendoza will be playing here. Nice, yeah, very cool. Is there uh, what is there a way to contact or website or anything like that? So the only uh, marketing I have is on Facebook. So Il Buco, it's spelled I L space B U C O, and that could be found on Facebook. Very nice, man. Yeah, I uh, um, I would uh, would love to come back and attend uh, someday as a as a you know a fan and and get to sit and enjoy the space. Uh, this is very cool, and I'm I'm grateful that you uh, had us over tonight to 
to share this space with you and uh and we've had a lot of fun already and uh so i appreciate you and your your hospitality um sharing us with us so well i echo the hospitality that i find here on the hill it's a great place yeah right this is uh just beautiful backdrop to everything you've created here too and well something great would be if uh not only do people know the hill for its food but maybe someday they'll know it for its music venue i, I would love that yeah that would be uh <laughs> i'm uh but I, i'm i I preach a similar message uh, as you're saying, man, like I'm trying to lift my community up uh, doing this show and, and trying to highlight local music the best I can and uh, and trying to put uh, put St. Louis on the map as a as a music city. I mean, like we've already, you know, we're celebrated a lot of our greats, but uh, there's uh, there's a lot of people aren't as familiar with around town. And, and that's what I wanted. Yeah, that's part of the 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 goal I have too. It's, it's, it's literally me teaching people and reminding mm-hmm. people to – understand that music doesn't come free right and to come here and to know that what they're witnessing is people who are sharing their talents that they've invested a lot of time to be able to share with us and for us to be able to show that appreciation back to them so at first at first concert at People were kind of questioning me, me selling tickets, mm-hmm. uh, thinking this was a party and I just had a band here. And I say, no, it's it's uh, this is a concert yeah. and I want everybody that comes here to be able to uh, invest and give the, give to the bands. There's not a facility charge here for any of the bands. I want 100 percent of the proceeds raised to go to them. I don't have a liquor license. So even though we have a bar here, I just ask some people if they want to bring a bottle of wine or something for the bar and make it open to them. Mm-hmm. So it's a good uh, a good value, a great value yeah, yeah. to come be with friends and uh, hear great musicians. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I've uh, there's a my experience, my first like kind of house concert um, not too long ago, and I fell in love with the whole idea of. Uh, but one, I happened to notice like on a uh, like a bands in town, one of my favorite songwriters was coming to the area and uh, playing in a somebody's home and I recognize I didn't recognize the name as the venue or anything so I'm like looking it up and found out that's this guy's home and I was like is this open to public and he's like yeah of course yeah you know come in 20 bucks bring a dish or what you know something like that and I was like yeah okay I can handle that and uh I uh I fell in love with the whole idea like a you know just a super intimate night with one of my favorite songwriters uh sitting in somebody's living room or whatever you know and our uh and it was just like really a magical night and like just to connect with music and people in a different, in a whole different way compared to a traditional, uh, concert venue or anything else like that. So yeah, getting to have that, like, uh, you know, uh, especially like in set breaks, getting to, you know, talk to them more, you know, with one of your favorite artists or meet somebody new that night and everything else. That Yeah. I feel like I'm pushing the limits of what you would call an intimate venue. If you were yeah. to ask Steve or Matt who played here, uh, we we can get close to seventy people uh, in the space, sure. but uh, the the feeling of intimate as far as spaces go, I I still call it that because it's mostly people that know one another, yeah. and uh, and I wanted it to be a place where the word got out on the hill in this neighborhood. So yeah. it still uh, it still feels intimate. I it's it's yes, it's a private home, but. Uh, it kind of on the fringe of being a public venue. So I'm kind of more wanting it to stay as a home with friends and friends of friends. Yeah. Sorry about all the bing- dinging um, with my yeah, text right, coming in, by the way. Busy man. Uh, well, thank you uh, again uh, for having us over today. Thank you for 
uh, sharing this space. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing more about what you have coming up. Uh, again, uh, you got Javier Mendoza on the calendar coming up. July so 15th. Yeah. If you're interested, uh, is there like, uh, you, he's, uh, Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Uh, come prepared just to put twenty dollars in the bucket. Do they need like RSVP of any sort or anything like that? Or how, I, that this work? time is the first time I'm not going to have people buy tickets in advance. Okay. Just show up. The first uh, first ones that, that come in. If we get beyond seventy, I live stream the show on the TV upstairs, right. and uh, people mingle in and out. So we're going to try nice. a little bit different this time. Very cool. I might have to uh, make sure I'm free that night. Then that, that yeah, I'd love to have like, you. That sounds like a ton of fun. So. Uh, well, thank you, Mark. And uh, yeah, man, I was, I, hopefully we can hang out again soon. Look forward to it. All right. Thanks, buddy.